This is Wordfall, with historical novelist Rosanna M. White, offering our words to the Lord at the crossroads of faith, family, and fiction. Return to default. I don't know about you, but I love it when I see people in Scripture behaving like, well, like people, like I would do. I love seeing how they were just humans, just like me. They mess up, they say the wrong thing, sometimes the stupid thing, and sometimes sometimes they even just revert to default behavior when they don't know what else to do. We can see a great example of this with Peter and the others after Christ's resurrection, but before his ascension. So this is from John 21, 1-6. Sometime later, Jesus once again revealed himself to his disciples at the Sea of Tiberias in the following manner. Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were gathered together. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going out to fish. The others replied, we'll go with you. So they set off and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Shortly after daybreak, Jesus was standing on the shore, but the disciples didn't realize it was Jesus. Jesus called out, children, have you caught anything? When they answered, no, he said to them, cast the net over the right side of the boat and you will find something. They did so, and they were unable to haul the net on board because of the great number of fish. So let's imagine for a minute that we're there with the disciples. They'd just gone through Holy Week with Christ. They had seen him crucified. They'd gone to the empty tomb. Christ himself had appeared to them in a locked room, not once, but twice. And John tells us that Jesus performed other signs for the disciples that weren't recorded. In short, they knew. They knew their Lord had defeated death. They knew he'd been raised to life again. They knew it. But then what? Haven't we all been there? We had that shock, the jolt, the lightning bolt epiphany. It's real. He's alive. He really is Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God. We are filled with joy unspeakable, amazement unfathomable, peace unknowable. And then what? Life is going on, ticking by. But what are we supposed to do? Jesus didn't give us instructions, most likely. He hadn't given them any at this point. We know that for at least a week, quite likely more, they were just hiding out in an upper room, locked room where he had appeared to them twice. They must have been getting antsy. They must have begun to think, now what? What are we supposed to do? Do we go out? But we might get arrested. Then what good would we be? Do we just sit here and wait for Christ to visit us again? Press him for instructions this time? What do we do? I can just imagine Peter, bold, daring Peter, slapping his hands to his legs and standing up. He'd had enough of sitting around, and if he didn't know what to do, well, then he would do what he'd always done. I'm going fishing, he says. Fishing. A normal, everyday activity. More, the one he'd been raised for and trained in. The thing he'd made a living at all his life until three years ago. Fishing. The thing he knew best. But not only that. Fishing. The thing he'd been doing when Jesus first called him. I don't think that had ever struck me before. 
In a way, Peter is just returning to his default settings, right? He's going back to the thing he knows best, reverting to old behavior. He's pressing the restart button, unplugging the machine, returning to factory settings in a way. But it's not only that. He's also returning to the place, to the activity, where Jesus had met him before. He's doing the thing that had first made him aware of Jesus' holiness, to where Jesus had said, from now on, you'll be a fisher of men. Sometimes we just need that reminder. We need to go back to where it all started and remember. We need the comfort of the old nets in our hands, our boat under our feet. We need fresh air and water lapping the hall and our best friends, our brothers beside us. Sometimes we just need to go back to the place where our faith began. Why? Well, we see that in this story too. Because Jesus meets Peter there again. In fact, it's a bit of a replay of their first meeting. The lack of a catch, the instructions to cast again on the other side, the net-testing haul. But this time, they didn't have to ask who this man was. They knew. I can just imagine Peter squinting toward the shore, unable to see the figure he'd heard so clearly. And then John, who was the youngest, elbowing him in the side. His own eyesight was probably better, right? It's the Lord, he proclaims. Well, that is all Peter needs. He takes his cloak, jumps into the water, and swims to shore. There is no stopping him, no waiting for the heavy-laden boat to be rowed back. He knows his Savior is there, right there. Nothing's going to keep him away. I hope that's how we all are when we revert to the comfort of our default position. I hope we see it not as something just to fill our time, or give us something to do, or make us some money. I hope we see the comfort of the familiar as the gateway to the divine, that we see it as putting ourselves in the place where we meet Jesus so we can encounter him again. And I pray that when we hear his voice, we listen just like Peter did. I pray that the moment someone says, it's the Lord, our hearts quicken within us and we jump, jump for the fastest way to meet him wherever he is. I pray that our default position becomes meet the Lord, whatever that might look like for you. Check out rosannamwhite.com for information about me or my books and to subscribe to my newsletter. This episode of Wordfall is brought to you by Bookish Tees and Totes, bringing you t-shirt and tote bags for book lovers created by book lovers. Check out bookishteesandtotes.com to see our latest designs. Wordfall is a proud part of the White Fire Podcast Network. Please visit whitefire.tv slash podcast for other shows I know you'll love.